That's right, the podcast where three lifelong friends discuss and dissect the wrestling industry. We talk about current events and celebrate the fun of attending wrestling events. Back when that was something that we were able to do, hopefully we be, we'll be able to do it again soon. A little background on Ethan, Sean, and I. We became friends about 25 years ago in the 1990s. We were watching pro wrestling together then. It was always a big part of our friendship. We watch and follow now in varying degrees, so this is our chance to catch up and reminisce about this awesome hobby. I'm Dave. I'm here in Long Beach, Long Island. Ethan is here. He uh, continues to be stranded in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ethan's our legal expert, a lawyer specializing in intellectual and social media law. And all- Ethan, how's it going today? How you doing, bud? I am doing great because I will not be in Santa Fe for long. I am leaving this weekend and heading to the great state of Utah, Zion National Park. Get ready because here I come. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, you've been stuck. You've been stranded in Santa Fe for how long now? About almost three months. Uh, I travel the world. I live in new places every month. Got to Santa Fe in mid-February. Yep. I had booked a rental car, was on my way to Vegas and then Colorado and then Corona. And I've been here ever since uh, by myself mm. in this in this casita, which is mini house, along with a straight cat named Caddy McCatterson that has been living with me for the last two months. But not for long, getting on the road, excited. Let's do this. I've never wanted to be a podcast where there's a cat, so I'm glad you're getting out of there. And then we've got Sean, our man in Hollywood. California, and our entertainment industry insider. Sean, how you doing, man? I'm all fired up. Yeah, you sound it. Yeah, this is me all fired up. I'm all, uh, I'm, I'm drinking, uh, I'm drinking tonight. You're drinking tonight? What are you drinking yeah. tonight? Bullet. Bourbon. Bullet to the head. Taking a bullet to the head. I have a shot glass with a cape on it, and, um, and I'm taking shots out of it. I'm going to take a shot every time you say the word wrestling tonight. Nice. Uh, well, I'll so we'll just see how this goes. Well, I wish you were on video for that. No, yet another reason why we need to add your mysterious. Are answer. these videos going out anywhere? Where do no, these videos go? I haven't seen a single it. Wrestling with Friends video yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're All right. Working. Well, when you guys get the video figured out, I'll, maybe I'll make an appearance. All right. Um, good point. I am also drinking, and I am drinking a uh, El Segundo's Brewing Company's Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! That's right. Hell yeah! I'm it's gonna a- add. I'm gonna add. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna add glass breaking. Oh well, so. that's, that's that's for later. But you also need glass breaking. There's a description on this. Foreshadowing. There's a description on this can that says Broken Skull India Parallel is a badass six point. 7 IPA designed by Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company for the working man and woman. So give me a hell yeah. He can't write that on here. WW owns that, but I'm going to allude to it. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you think that drink is badass, then just wait to see what I'm drinking. The most badass drink on the entire planet. Boom. 
Dr. Brew Organic Kombucha. It's the love flavor made with lavender. Ooh, so organic and delicious. Oh, hell yeah. Pinky's out. Lots to unpack there. Lots to unpack well, there. Now that you know a little bit about each of us. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're drinking. We're drinking a lot. And uh, I promise you, as always, my voice may continue to slur and I will become less and less eloquent as this continues. Now, Sean, uh, you told me that there's uh, there's big trademark updates, right, going on in wrestling um, that you wanted to ask Ethan about. Is that right? Yes. Yes, Dave. I did. I said to you, there's so much trademark shit going on and I really want to ask Ethan about it. Please God, can I text him? And you were like, no, Sean, not until we do the podcast. You sit there and you wait. So Ethan, now that we're finally together again and we're not being kept apart by Dave, please tell me what's going on with the trademark wars. The revival is out. How does this impact the world of trademarks and professional wrestling? See, what happened here was the Revival were under contracts. One of the Revival guys, I don't even know their names, was injured, and he had some he had extra time on his contract. So one of them was ready to be released. The other one wasn't. But in their contract negotiations with the WWE, while they were trying to work out these financial details, the Revival filed a whole bunch of trademarks over their finishing move, over some of their slogans, but not their names. They were smart enough to know that WWE owns the trademarks and the intellectual property over the revival, but it doesn't own trademarks over brands or moves or slogans that that WWE didn't take the foresight to protect. So the revival, knowing that they wanted to leave and get some brand building ahead of time or some leverage in their negotiations with WWE, filed a whole bunch of trademarks. And what happened? That leverage worked as part of the negotiation between the wwe and the revival wwe said you know what you guys can leave now no non-compete you can walk out the door and sign with aew tna new japan wrestling whoever you want but we want ownership of these trademark applications that you filed so if you want to go off into the whim and make it out on your own more power to you, but you're not going to use the brand names, slogans, or anything else that helped to make the revival who they are. Dawson, Wilder, that's their names. Um, they're going to have to go over some new names, some new branding when they go out with somebody else. But it does go to show the importance of two things. One, WWE is always going to protect its intellectual property. But two, if you are an independent wrestler, if you want to build your brand beyond WWE, You should be trademarking your name beforehand. You should be protecting your intellectual property because at the end of the day, WWE is going to own your brand unless you protect it first. That's what happened to the Revival. They're now free and clear. Unfortunately, there's no one there to sign with because there's no wrestling happening. So, you know. Well, well, it's interesting is what we're seeing is a lot of WWE personalities like Xavier Woods building a persona – separate than Xavier Woods online. He's Austin Creed, you know, in all of his video game. Um, he has a huge fan base in his video gaming. Um, um, Zack Ryder ha- has been, you know, uh, fortuitous- fortuitously for himself, has been calling himself Matt Cardona on and off and referring to that himself that and building his toy brand on social media so that people are poised to have something left when they leave WWE. Did, did, uh, so, so, 
they got it all. The, uh, the revival didn't get anything, and they've changed their name to the revolt now, right? That's true. So it's not like they didn't get anything. What happened was the revival filed two waves of trademarks. First was over things that was kind of related to their WWE career. Then they started filing trademarks in connection with the revolt, in connection with their new brand, something that the WWE could not claim any protection to. So ultimately, WWE is part of the settlement, as far as we know, took the trademarks and the intellectual property that relates to the revival, but all the new brand names that relate to the revolt uh, stays with them. Now, you emphasize something, Dave, that's really important in the world of social media and intellectual property law, and that is, in today's day and age, so many people are developing their personal brands, meaning Matt Cardona is different from Zack Ryder. At the end of the day, your WWE career, whatever you have in life, unfortunately, is ultimately going to end. And when it does, you want to make sure that you are protected and proactive, and that's what Matt Cardona that's what Xavier Woods is doing with Austin Creed. And you can even see Xavier Woods is a great example. He has his up, up, down, down YouTube video game channel. That is one of the most popular YouTube channels in the entire world. So when he is ready to transition outside of the WWE, he can be Austin Creed in a new wrestling promotion, or he could focus his attention on things that he loves, which is playing video games on the YouTubes. <laughs> on the YouTubes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so we found out this week that Kevin Owens was uh, injured at WrestleMania. He uh, he spoke out saying that he hurt his ankle on a giant dive spot during WrestleMania. Oh, did you, see that, you saw the crazy spot when he jumped yeah, off the yeah. ramp? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, he fucked his ankle up. And then he had an x-ray, and it's not as bad as he thought it was going to be, but I think he wanted, to, he wanted to just take some time off. And then also then, then the outbreak happened, and so he's just been hanging out at home. With his family, but that, I mean, I'm surprised no one got more hurt. There were a lot of big bumps there, so yeah. But Sean, you know, you were saying you were being uh, you were you were you were grilling the WWE, saying that they were forcing people to come in, and KO said his quote is the great thing about WWE is that it doesn't require us to be there if we don't want to. This is why in the last two weeks I've not been present because I prefer to be at home with my family. Well, that's great. So yeah, that, no, that's great. I'm glad that the. Well, 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 haven't the tables turned because you guys made me out to be such a heel on episode two when I took the position of the WWE here. You guys said, oh, no, WWE, they're forced to work, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? I got two words for you. Suck it. Actually, I'm the one who's been getting yelled at because I keep on saying, why isn't AEW getting in trouble? And you guys are like, nobody cares, Dave. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You already brought it up. Yeah. Anyway, good news. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, AJ Styles is back alive. He, uh, he was buried alive and now he's back. And it appears everything appears to be fine. Yeah. Well, uh, which is great, right? I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, his hand did come out of the dirt. His hand came out of the dirt. Um, his friends Anderson and Gallows appear to have died they're when dead. they were they were thrown off a roof into fire. So they are dead. They, they, they weren't dead. on Raw. I don't. They, I've had no updates. I can only assume they're dead. They um, there was no explanation. I think. I think AJ Styles' quote was, "So I got buried. So what? I mean, that's that's true. Like you just get out of the dirt and just you know clean yourself. Hand came out of the dirt. We knew he wasn't dead because his hand came out of the dirt, which proves to me that as soon as the camera panned away to that shot of Undertaker doing his victory celebration dance, 
Like, he just dug himself up. Now, his dance is this, which is on video. His dance is just this. <laughs> what are you doing? What about the he people? He just raises his hand up, and then he. What about all three people that are listening on the podcast? <laughs> he raises his hand up. I don't know if you've ever seen Undertaker after a match. He just goes like that. He just raises one hand up, like, I'm number one. And yeah. then he, like, kind of got on his motorcycle. Yeah, that's what I said, his victory dance. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing it. <laughs> and then AJ Styles also threatened to throw Rey Mysterio at, or Aleister Black off of yeah. the roof of WW headquarters. And I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah, it. That's not great. I hope he throws everybody off the roof. I hope that whole, I hope that whole pay-per-view is just people falling off of the roof of the Titan Tower. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was filmed weeks ago. It was filmed weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, I've not been excited about Raw um, like many people um, at or SmackDown recently. It just hasn't really been captivating me in the same way that AEW has, but I am excited for this pay-per-view. I think the premise is great. I think that WWE has kind of been playing catch-up in these cinematic-style matches, um, as opposed to, you know, like, people who have been ahead of the game on it, like Matt Hardy and things like that. And now they're realizing, okay, we could do it big-budget WWE-style, and this is the way we could do it. So I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. They're playing catch-up because they can't muster the courage – to do a good show? I don't know. Ooh. I was trying to think. I don't think it worked. I don't understand what the hot dog, um, you know, <laughs> fun was, but <laughs> the kind of fun. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're all well, fine. Speaking of terrible things, Raw's ratings have, in fact, been terrible. They hit a new low this week, Dave. Yeah. The newest low of all time. Uh, so, do you think it's because? Do you think that that's because? The product is is just not the same, or is it because of there's been so much discussion around it that people are like, eh, I guess it's not good. That's why I'm not even going to try it. You know, like all the bad hype is just keeping people away. It's just keeping people away. Yeah, because people there's just like tons of bad hype about oh, it's this, it's that, it's weird. People are talking shit on Twitter about how crazy this match was during like the it's, last big pay per view event. It's unfortunate. So that's had an impact. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's weird because everybody's home, so you'd think people would be watching. Um, everyone would be watching, and um, you know, we, we've been watching AW Dynamite every week. I've been pretty excited about that. It's, um, I don't know why Raw hasn't been able to, isn't there as well. Um, it's, oh. it's, uh, it's weird to me. Yeah, think about it. WWE. Not only are they playing to an empty arena that people objectively don't like. WWE is without its star power, and it's really killing them. People, while while the, while the wrestling marks like us complain about Brock Lesnar being the champion, people tune in to watch Brock Lesnar. He ain't there. Bunch of kids out there have Roman Reigns, their hero. He's sitting at home as well. You kind of have the B Squad on TV right now, and look, I mean, zero disrespect to all of these wrestlers, but at the end of the day, look, I love Drew McIntyre. I was so happy that he won. I I idolize Seth Rollins. If I had long hair, I would want to be CrossFit Jesus, just like him. Um, so these guys are incredible. But from a mass market perspective, you are missing out on some of your biggest stars. So not only are you not having the people um, that you want to watch, you have the negative press. But at the end of the day, I, I really think it's a mix of not star power, not great storylines, and playing to an empty arena. I do think that 
I, I really truly don't think that the negative press has anything to do with it because WWE lives off negative press. Normally they would eat that stuff up. Sure. But I think that people who are tuning in being like, oh, what is WWE doing now? Because they're essential service and they're like, well, that's the product. It's like a 20 minute you know, conversation between Triple H and Stephanie McMahon is FaceTiming in. Like, it's just not primetime television that I think people want to watch. And I think that's why their ratings are suffering worse now than ever. Well, it's also another weird trend that I've noticed in recent years for me has been like, remember the Raw after the Raw after WrestleMania is used to be the most highly anticipated Raw there is. You can't miss that. You can't miss that. And over the last few years, having nothing to do with the crisis and, and, the, and the pandemic or anything like it's turned into me as a great time for me to take a little break for WWE. And that was last year and the year before too, where like I found like, Oh, you know what? This episode isn't what it's all cracked up to be anymore. They like try to spread it out amongst the week and it's very disappointing and it's become a great jumping off point. So I think that's a, a combination of things as well right now. Um, I wouldn't say it's a B squad so much as it's just a bare bones uh, roster right now. So yeah, I, I, you know, I can see why I'm not watching it. If I'm not watching it, that's a problem. That's a problem. Cause I, I, you know, I'm always watching it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, look, I I think none of us uh, are wrong. I think we're all, I think we're all pretty right. And then, you know, to to uh, to Ethan's point, you know, Roman Reigns is is not around, right? There's been no mention of him at all, at all lately, and he's a major draw. Um, so what happened? What happened? All that heat. Well, right. So there's a rumor that Roman Reigns like has the negative heat right now. Uh, because there've, there've, there's been no mention of him on TV at all lately since he pulled out of WrestleMania. So it's caused some people to be mistrustful of it. Um, they did a, a countdown recently of all the Money in the Bank moments. And the number one Money in the Bank moment was WrestleMania 31 cash-in by Seth Rollins, which was over Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And they did not have Roman Reigns in that segment. They edited him out of it, which is you know that it's hard to do that segment without Roman Reigns. Ethan and I, we were there at that WrestleMania. We partied hard. It's actually where we came up with the germ of the idea for this podcast, and it was an amazing time, and it was awesome. Um, but yeah, they edited Reigns out of it. They've been doing a lot of different replays recently, and they have not mentioned Reigns at all. Um, people have been theorizing that like there's some edict. The, don't mention him at all. We're mad at him. Brian Alvarez from the from the Wrestling Observer did a half hour tirade about how the WWE is erasing Roman Reigns like he's Chris Benoit, and then um, like it was announced Jesus. a whole a whole night of Roman Reigns programming. Best of Roman Reigns WrestleMania on Fox Sports Network was announced. So I think people are overreacting to it. I think people are like realizing that Roman's not going to be around for a while. They're waiting where everything's going with this pandemic and let's introduce him when we know he's going to be back. And let's just kind of keep him off on the side right now because you know, this uncertainty that's what yeah, I got. The dude, dude's got leukemia. All right. He's the standard bearer. Yeah. He's, he's, he's Vince's guy. Look, he's absent Brock Lesnar. He's the biggest guy in the WWE. He's this generation's John Cena. And you want to protect that asset long term. That's what they're trying for. So, yeah, totally. So at the end of the day, look, 
Would Vince McMahon want Roman Reigns on television right now? Absolutely. He's the guy. But at the end of the day, I think that that was Roman Reigns' decision. If the company is going to give people the decision to sit out, um, then then fine. Then go sit out. But on the other hand, I do think that WWE is probably making the right call and not featuring Roman Reigns, especially due to this uncertainty. Because at the end of the day, what's the point of having him on TV, the point of having him in storylines, if it's an uncertain period of time when he's going to be gone? If he's back next month, great. But look, this guy has – he's got kids, all right? He's got kids, right? Just like he's – oh, well, sorry about that, he. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's, got, his, he's got his priorities right. And uh, whether there's heat on him or not, and for those people out there, what heat means are that people are angry with you, uh, especially the leadership in wrestling. So when we say he's got heat, uh, he's in trouble. But at the end of the day – this is your guy. This is your guy for a long time. So yeah. Now, you know, I, I was thinking because we were, I was also wanted to talk about uh, Matt. Matt Riddle's got some backstage heat right now. Now, are you guys familiar? Are you guys Matt Riddle fans? Yeah. Ethan is not Riddle, yes. Sean, are you familiar yeah. with Matt? We love him. He's great. Well, so there's been a lot of rumors. Dave, I got a tattoo of Matt Riddle. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. <laughs> it's, oh, um. Yeah, but there's been all these rumors that he's got a lot of heat backstage. People keep on saying that his attitude rubs people the wrong way. And this is just hilarious because this just seems to me like the complete example of like WWE being leaking like, oh, yeah, this guy's trouble. He's got he, – he, he's making us – we want to hold him back just so that the fans really, really embrace him because like he's a super talented – you know, awesome looking, legit fighter with credibility who has a great personality. And like, he's obviously right up the WWE's alley. alley. And uh, yeah, he was talking to Vince McMahon recently, he said, and basically said, you know, like Vince mentioned that I have heat with certain people, but like he's signing the checks and that I'm all good. And what I found was funny was he goes, yes, some people I have heat with, but most of it, it's just high school and caddy. He said this and just people who can't take a joke or, or a work like people who are not realizing when it's a work. And mm. it's kind of seems like he's, you know, casting some aspersions at Bill Goldberg because he was, uh, you know, he was really taking a lot of challenges to Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar actually, um, you know, on online saying he wants to retire Brock Lesnar and stuff like that. Brock Lesnar apparently said, I'm never going to work with you. Like, don't stop mentioning my name was not amused by it at all, which is great, which is great. That's great. Yeah. Um, so but speaking great. of like this conversation about, about, about heat is like, should we use insider terms like, like heat as if we're wrestlers ourselves? You know what I mean? I know a lot of the podcasts do that. They're inside smarks and, you know, like, and they use these terms like they're in these carny terms, like they're part of the show, like Mark and over and kayfabe shoot buried. What do you guys think? I mean, I used to hate it, but now I think it's so fun (laughs) that I love to do it because it's so dumb. But Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, if you're talking about, if you're talking about a thing, don't you use the the language like the shorthand of that thing? Like if we were talking about if we were talking about movies, like you would you would refer to the last shot but, but as the martini, as the muddy shot. Know? Oh wait, we're talking about different kinds of movies. 
um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. Like we haven't misused it. Any of those words. So, yet, so, so we don't sound like a bunch of marks is what you're saying. Okay. Dude, I think we're All right. super over. For those of you who don't know, we're putting a ourselves mark over great. is someone that believes that wrestling is real, even though we know that it's scripted. Oh, no. And a smark, as Dave said before, because we're so cool using this cool wrestling lingo because we're such insiders because we have a podcast now. A smark is a smart mark, someone that Dave believes that it's shoot. real, but really kind of knows. He's shooting on us. He's, I'm not he's shooting. Oh, my God. You're the one that's yes, breaking kayfabe. Ooh, ooh. An, an important part of smarks that they don't realize is that most of that word is made up of mark. So, like, a lot of times the biggest marks are the people that think they know everything that's going on behind the scenes, and they're the yeah. ones that are believing that, like, Vince McMahon doesn't like Matt Riddle. Yeah, you know? a.k.a. us. <laughs> that kind yeah. of stuff. Us. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I believe it. Listen, I'll believe whatever they tell me to believe because it's all real to me, damn it. It's all real to me. Now, uh, so, yeah. all right, well, listen. 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 I think the I think the decision is we keep doing whatever we want to do because we're just a couple of friends and we can talk however we want to talk. They can't stop us. Who's going to stop us? No, no. It's not a matter of people stopping us. To be clear, are you sure? Because it sounds like you're worried about someone trying to stop us from doing this. <laughs> no, I just thought it was a topic that us friends could talk about about a wrestling topic. Well, I feel like it's been settled. The answer is yes. Well, I like that Ethan gave a handy explainer. It was a yes. very good explainer. Yes. Um, and yeah, we'll continue to mark out and use uh, insider Carney terms. Yes. Yeah. Now, speaking good. of insiders, Tony Khan is his, fav- is his favorite source of Tony Khan news because I feel <laughs> like the only news that we ever hear is like uh, – it's been revealed that Tony Khan laid out a large percentage of AEW stories or like it's been pointed out that Tony Khan's producing, he's doing all this behind the scenes. Like there's never a negative Tony Khan story that is leaked unless you know, it's Tony Khan leaking it. Exactly. Exactly. He's his own press. <laughs> yeah. This is Tony Khan calling. Yes. Hi. Uh, yeah. I got a well, real I mean, scoop for you, for you, Dave Meltzer. Tony I mean, Khan's doing it. a great job. To give credit where credit is due, that's that's I mean Trump. That's an old Trump move. It's an Trump old Trump move. To, Trump used to call. He had like three different personas that he would call press as, and he'd be like, "Yes, hello, this is uh, Ronald filtered, Ronald Grunt, yeah, filtered uh, Bill Dan, uh, and uh, I I don't know Mr. Trump, but I just wanted to call to say he's great." Uh, okay, goodbye. <laughs> like he would really do that. One of his names I find this fascinating was John Barron. Yes. Which he named his son Baron, so he really liked that name. He's he like, loves the name yeah, Baron, he likes man. that. Yeah, yeah, he loves the name Baron. Yeah, he's that's uh, just a fascinating insight into a, uh, a, a the, the a broken mad, psyche, a madman. Um, <laughs> um, uh, well, so what else is going on? Uh, AEW's moving ahead with live shows. Still, is that They're, still happening? Yeah, it looks WWE, like, right? It looks like so. It looks like so. Georgia as as has named wrestling an essential Georgia. business, and just like Florida had did with the WWE, Vince McMahon, Florida, Florida. <laughs> I got Florida on my mind. Vince McMahon hopped right into it, started doing live shows again, and people were like, "No, no, no!" We talked about that. How the networks probably gave him a lot of heat, a lot of pressure. 
to stop. So he pulled mm-hmm. it, started doing recorded ones now again. Now a yep. little time has passed. AEW has been like, thank you, Vince. Thanks for taking all that heat for us. We're just going to sneak off to Georgia and do the same thing. And you know what? You know, maybe it's not the end of the world. I mean, they're not doing they're not doing live shows with audiences. They're not crazy like these other things we're about to talk about in a few. But, um, you know, like I've seen news productions where people, you know, local news productions where they're in their studio. And I don't know if people are taking the 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 wisest social distancing uh, precautions as they can. I'm starting to chill on this a little bit. Yeah, you're a monster. Is that true? Are you really okay with it? Because I'm still not okay with it. I, no. <laughs> also, we've seen in all of the states, in all the states where they've started to relax, in all of the states where they've started to relax, like social distancing and all the rules and all that shit, like case numbers are just going to go, are going, are already going back up. So, so what are we talking about? I mean, even to be clear, <laughs> everyone should stay home. Everyone should stay home. But I think there are certain people in the entertainment industry that are still going. I don't think that they should. I think having people like uh, people attending as fans and an audience is insanity and they should not do that. I don't think they should open up. I think the worst, unfortunately, might still be coming to a lot of the country. I'm just here in New York where we've already taken on the worst of it. Mm-hmm. Um, including the, the the second strain, apparently, that hasn't even come across the country yet that we've been fucking with. Um, yeah, you hear, you guys even know about that second strain? Read about that tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it's fun. More fun's coming your way. But um, they should not open it up, which is why it's crazy, is that um, there's actually, what is it? Oklahoma was vying to become the first state to hold a wrestling event with an audience there. They're like, we're the ones to do it. We're going to be first. But you know who stepped up to the plate? Our home state of Florida. Florida said, fuck you. We're beating you to it. June 12th will be the first wrestling show um, in Florida to allow fans or anywhere since the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling Obviously, you know, the show must go on. We, we, we were really missing that one. We had to see that one. Um, Sean, you know where in Florida this is? What's that? Do you know where in Florida this is? Because it's interesting. Cocoa, Cocoa Beach? It's in Cocoa, Florida, and that is located in Space Coast, Florida. Yeah. Not Space, Space Coast. Coast. Not Space no, Coast. Space Coast. Space Coast. Space Coast, where yeah. you and I once got stranded. If That's you recall, true. We, we did both kids. We got stranded in Space Coast. Florida. Wait, how did you guys get stranded? How did you get stranded in space? We have Space Florida. We were driving to Comic Con because we are a couple chick magnets, and yep. the alternator in Sean's car went out. Yep, and all just suddenly like. Like the radio turned off, the lights turned off. Like suddenly, just one by one, everything turned off, and we were on like the sawgrass in the middle of the night. We're like, "This isn't good." Yep. We somehow got to the side of the co- side of the road. There's just you know eighteen wheelers going, yeah, like we're shaking. flying past us. Yeah, yep. It was crazy. It was terrible. It, yeah, was, it was crazy. It was terrible. I feel like you guys <laughs> had AAA, didn't we? We ended up yeah. yeah. Didn't we go to Comic Con in Orlando and, uh, and like? Jessica Woods was driving us yes. and Zach rear-ended her car on the way to Comic-Con. That, ha- <laughs> that also yes. happened. Yeah. That also happened. We've had some auto troubles in Orlando yeah. on the way to Comic-Con. Well, Zach 
I mean, Zach has had a lot of auto trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, oh. speaking of the Green Party, Sean, Jesse Ventura has announced he will not be seeking the Green Party nomination for president. <laughs> Did, have you heard from Have you heard from uh, former Governor Ventura? <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, it's actually funny that you mention it uh, because I've been here this whole time just waiting for another episode of Wrestling with Friends. It's me. That's right. It's me, the governor, former governor of Minnesota, Jesse the Body Ventura. And so why aren't you running, man? Why, you should, I, Wait, why should I have to tell you, you why I'm doing anything? Why should I, who do I have to answer to? I don't answer to anybody. You know, there's a reason when I was out fighting in Cambodia with a, with 150 of our greatest soldiers that ever uh, served in this army, I, you know, the only person we answered to was the flag of the United States of America. Now, Jesse, the body, um, they call you the body, but not the mind, because you totally just missed my I asked you why weren't you running man which is a movie you were in the running man why aren't you running man oh I see this is I you think that I come here just for you to make jokes about my career yes uh thank you I appreciate David for you pointing out that I've had a a fascinating and long and epic career in Hollywood before I turned my attention to politics and you know why it's because I have information Yes, piles of information. And that's, you want a guy like me running for president. Why do you think I'm not running? I'm not running because they already tried, they already tried to get to me. I've got to go back into hiding. Is they uh, the predator? Jesse, also, Jesse, step, a little, step back from the mic. You're a little aggressive right now, and it's hard to hear you. Well, you know, McMahon. Oh, am I coming in a little too hot for you? Is that, is that what you're trying to tell me, that I'm coming in a little hot? Well, maybe what's happening to the microphone on my side is the CIA already figured out that I'm here and they're listening because they heard me talking about the information that I have. Oh, The pound of information? Well, if the CIA is listening, I hope lots of people are listening. Okie dokie. Well, once again, <laughs> CIA, we appreciate your listens. We're on SoundCloud. Thank you so much. Now, now, guys, did you uh, did you pause? Where are we at? Did you pause for me while I was gone? While I was in the bathroom? Oh no, uh, Jesse, the body venture came back again, and what? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. The body yeah. was here again, and he I missed in. him. He called in. Oh. We have Ethan. Ethan's on a delay, but we have no problem getting Jesse the Body Ventura just to instantly to call in or whatever. He was, on, he was on Zoom and I missed it. You guys got to see him and everything. Um, now, Sean, Sean, we were talking before yes. um, about one of your favorite subjects. Yeah, this is this, this isn't like, me up. this isn't like the made up time when you were not talking about the trademarks about <laughs> Ethan earlier. But no. one of your favorite <laughs> things is, of course, defenestration. I love it. I love defenestration. Defenestration. So much. Uh, I love defenestration so much that I named my firstborn son after it. Yeah. Uh, defenestration, deep esquali. Defenestration, deep esquali. That son. actually really sounds beautiful. I like that. It does. We call him, we call him Deffy. So, uh, <laughs> so it's a great uh, word with a great Deffy meaning. Deffy, 
It's a great. Sorry, what's that? He's get down. Boy. Yeah, he was climbing up on stuff. <laughs> um, it's a great word, and yeah. for those who don't know, it has a great meaning. It means yeah. to throw someone through a window. Yeah, or, it means yeah. It, there's literally a word that means to throw someone through a glass window, and that word is defenestration. And defenestration. Uh, it, I don't know if I've been drinking. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of wrestlers <laughs> have been defenestrated uh, over the last uh, history of wrestling. And now that's true. That's true. Now we Just, would like to take you on a very special wrestling with friends journey through uh, through a whole eras of. Uh, Defenestrations. I mean, it's it happens at an alarming rate considering their yes. competitions take place within padded wrestling rings. It's Why true. do so many people go through glass? Because this there's a lot of glass. Boxing. This doesn't no. happen in the UFC. It doesn't no. even happen like in hockey where they're surrounded by it or yeah. No, but also to be fair, there's uh if you're gonna compare it to boxing or the UFC, there's far more ladder and table and casket matches than there are in either one of those two other sports combined. Yeah, and that's why those sports suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck you, UFC. We'll fight you any day. I won't. But yeah. Yeah. Ethan will. Um, CrossFit Moses <laughs> over here. Um, the, Uf- <laughs> the UFC WF podcast can suck it. Now, the most famous aspect, the most foot- – the most famous um, case of defenestration that I think happened in professional wrestling, we can agree, yes. is yes. Shawn Michaels kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It turns out that HBK himself has been put through glass a lot. Like maybe so it's, have, maybe it's I have karma? A, I don't know. I have a, I have a theory. What's I think theory? that because – HBK, okay, so anyone who doesn't know, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, they were a beloved tag team. And then in, they were in, rockers. In, they rocked. They rocked. They were the rockers. And then in Ethan, one of they were not really rockers. Just so you know. No, but their friendship was t- was hard as a rock, and that's what that rockers were all about. Is they were about friendship. And then in one of the, the one of one of the most horrific betrayals in WWE history, Shawn Michaels uh, at the beginning of his descent uh, into supervillaindom uh, turned on Marty Jannetty, uh, and he fucking kicked him in the face and he kicked him right through a window Whoa. in bar- barbershop the barbershop window there used to be there used to be this guy Bruce Bar Beefcake he cut hair and and every once in a while for some reason WWF about him set up a barbershop just off the, to the side of the ring but he hosted where, a talk show there he hosted a talk show <laughs> presumably it's because he was giving the wrestlers haircuts before the wrestling event so that they would look awesome when they came out for the wrestling event and then at some point someone was like hey we got this cool barbershop we should do a talk show and then he was like well it's my barbershop so I would like to be the one to do the talk show but then well, that definitely it how it happened that's probably how it happened. But Definitely. then it was bad. It was bad luck. It was bad, bad luck bears. Like that famous wrestling, the famous football team, the bad luck bears. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, they, they, uh, because Shawn Michaels uh, decided to turn on Martin Jannetty and he did his, his uh, patented super flying kick. <laughs> super flying kick. <laughs> and he kicked him right through some fucking glass. Now, here's my theory to take it all back. I think that on that day, Shawn Michaels no kayfabe was like yo that looks fucking awesome this glass bit's over this is the shit and i'm gonna make it my career to go through as many glass windows or glass plates or glass whatever that i can and then he did it 
he did it, Dave. Well, so so it's interesting. This is the defining moment, I think, in all of like our generation's childhood wrestling. Like we all love the Rockers. They were like the classic uh, babyface tag team of just smiling to the kids and being super happy. And when Shawn Michaels turned on Martin Jannetty and put him through that glass, it was like, whoa, do you, that's crazy that that happened. And we Ethan, all, do you remember that? Ethan, of course yeah, he remembers that, uh, right? Yeah, the only Does thing he? is I remember it correctly yeah. because you guys don't. Wait, I was going to say, we've built this up in our minds so much that Ethan is going to explain actually how it really happened, right? Right. There's all these things that people remember that are wrong, like the Berenstein Bears. You know what? Berenstein Bears didn't exist. It's like Bernstein Bears, all right? We remember things wrong, but then we're, we are absolutely convinced that they're right. Sinbad, he played a genie in a movie, right? 100%. Wrong, he didn't, and Shawn Michaels did not super kick Marty Jannetty through Brutus the Barber Beefcake's window. What he what happened he was there's this big question, and the question was whether or not Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty are gonna break up, are they gonna be friends? And they talked it out in the barber shop, and everything went well. And Shawn's like, I love you, brother. They held their hands up to the audience, everyone was happy. Then, boom. Shawn Michaels super kicks him, but not through the glass. Instead, super kicks him on the floor. Everyone's shocked. Then he picked him up by the back of the shirt, picked him up through the pants, and he literally threw him headfirst through the glass. And that is the truth about what happened between Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty in Brutus Barber Cakes, Barber Beefcake. You know what I'm talking about. Well, that's even even worse. That's even more heartbreaking that's even more heartbreaking that he took two shots on his old best friend. It's heartbreaking. And that's why he got that's ever since then he's been known as the heartbreak kid. That's also not that's true. Absolutely right. That's also that's not true. Right. You're full of you're full of <laughs> false all. truths. Falsehoods. Whatever. You're a liar. You're a liar. Now, but Sean Sean, you wanted to mention another time that Michaels was put through a window, right? Yeah. So I feel like Sean Michaels was like, yo, people people were horrified that I threw fucking Marty through a window and like he got so much, he got so over on getting thrown through that window and like, I want to get, he didn't that, get over. that over. I mean, I mean, HBK got over Marty Jannetty, you know, didn't do much after that, but yeah, yeah. we felt, we felt for him. We felt for him. I mean? We felt yeah. for him. So Shawn Michaels was put through a window. This was okay. Now, if I recall, this was, uh, when, when DX decided to turn on Sean. That's yeah. when this happened, right? It was Sean was part of the D Generation X, and then D Generation X, I think, replaced him with Xbox. Is that well, true? Well, they moved is on. That, is they that what happened? On. They moved they on. Like, we don't need you anymore. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. We're going <laughs> to throw you through a car window, no. <laughs> and we're going to replace you with this guy. And he's like, no, hey, look not- at me, Xbox. Look at me go. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels had to retire because he had a lot of back one, two, three, injuries. One, two, three, kid. One, two, three, kid. Count me out. Count me out. <laughs> Triple H. Hey, guys, look. X-Pac is here. That's, that's look nice. at me. Yeah, look at me. It's X-Pac. Hey, what's going on? I love your, I love your uh, podcast. Okay, gotta go. Wee. That's You know that's not how he sounds at all. He, he slid out of here on a <laughs> rainbow slide. It was crazy. <laughs> I don't know how but, he did that. No, no. After after uh, Shawn Michaels lost to uh, Stone Cold at WrestleMania, he yes. had to. He basically retired 
uh, to get his he was hurt, right? Yeah, his back injuries, and then he was takes t- took a lot of time off to heal or whatever. And they rebuilt DX with the New Age Outlaws and with X Pac, who had just come over from the WCW. He was six. Now he was X Pac, and it was awesome. And we fuck we marked out hard. We were like, that was great. And then yeah. a little while later, uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels came back. And was like, yeah. hey, guys, hey, buddies, how you doing? And then they cut to commercial. They came back from commercial. Shawn Michaels, we've, they've really upped the ante since the um, since the barber shop because it wasn't just like a breakthrough. Shawn Michaels' face is like part of the windshield. It's yeah, it's like it's a basket to a windshield and there's blood. And I remember your little brother was watching that with us and he was horrified. Horrified. <laughs> it scarred him for life. Well, it also probably didn't help that we sold it. You know, we were like, oh, my God, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, we were like, Shawn Michaels is dead. He's got to be dead. And your little brother was like, oh, my God. He was fucking horrified, He was shook. He was shook. Oh, my God. He was fucking shook. He was so scared. <laughs> the little tyke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But then he's HBK like he's all- like fifty. That little brother is like forty seven now. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He's he's still not over it though. We really got to no, talk to him about it. He's still real scared about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but then then HBK went through. Do you remember this one, Ethan? What was the next thing that HBK got put through? I don't know. Ethan I've been fact checking this. I do not. I don't believe you guys that this ever happened. But go ahead. You remember? All right, so he got put through a flat screen TV by Chris Jericho a few years later. He came He's back, and then, and then Chris Jericho threw him into a flat screen TV because HBK was like, "All right, I already went through a car window. It was fucking horrific. What else now? Now what can I do?" Uh, yeah, so they threw him through, but it happens all the time. Uh, uh, Big Show got tossed. Uh, no, he, he, he tossed tosses the rock everyone through through glass. Yeah, just uh, through a glass window. Yep, just through glass window. He just tossed him. He the like he hoed him. It was just yeah. Whoosh. The rock man. The rock's not like a. He's no. He's no slouch. Yeah. He's no X Pac. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> You've heard it here. The rock, no slouch. No slouch. And then uh, who else? Mankind. He's been thrown through a bunch of glass by before. Big Show. Yeah, by Big yeah, Show. Listen, Whoa. that guy's rolling through glass. He's rolling through fire, barbed wire. It's not impressive when mankind gets thrown through something. It's no, like, but what was impressive on, was when Kurt Angle threw Shane McMahon through glass with a belly-to-belly suplex. Not once, because the glass didn't break, but twice at the King of the Ring. <laughs> and it wasn't just glass, right? Was it like the Titantron? It was a glass wall on the bottom of the Titantron. And so belly-to-belly suplex, Shane McMahon gets thrown over his head into the glass that does not shatter. So in classic wrestling uh, lore, what do you do when your spot that you planned for months didn't work? Well, you do that spot again as if the first failed attempt had never happened so that you can get on to the replays and this can be built up as part of your feud. And he did it and it was pretty badass. Well, well, and then Shane got a taste for it because then a couple of years, uh, AJ, a couple of years later, AJ Styles uh, put Shane O'Mac's face through a car door. So there, everyone gets into it, man. Once you go through the glass, once you get defenestrated, you gotta keep getting defenestrated. Well, and then of course there's that wall of glass that Stone Cold Steve Austin walks through every single time he entered the arena. 
Like yeah, just, all, just, just, just behind the curtain. Like it was there. He's just like, I, I have to walk through this glass to get into this. And then Razor Ramon entered uh, the ring, not by breaking a class, but he would always get car chased into the arena. Yeah. It was like, he was like yeah, he would like rob a bank and then he would jump in his Lamborghini and then he would drive around and he would get fucking car chased around the arena. And then uh, he would, he would end up, and he would be like, hey, yo, uh, uh, yo. That's right. Hey, yo. That's right. And that is a, a, a great segue to the retro shirt of the week, which is the bad guy, Rezo Ramon. Oh, what's the retro shirt of the week? I'm so excited. Oh, get out of here, Six Xbox. Get out of here. Hey, you're my buddy, Six Pack. <laughs> you see the old. Oh, yeah, hey, it's me. It's, it's real pal. I just, I just wanted to check in with you. Whoa, what a cool shirt. Oh, so neat. We got the it. classic block WWF logo, which is probably Wee. like my favorite part about this. Now, Ethan, you actually you were with me when I bought this shirt. We were in LA and it was the summer of 2015. We spent a couple weeks out there uh, doing some work, crushing it. And um, I bought this at um, For All to Envy. No, at Still La Brea, which was a great vintage store that I think they closed. But I'm very proud of the price I paid for this. Because it was right before the retro wrestling shirt boom happened. And I got it for a really good deal. And people are buying this one like a, like a bunch of marks for a lot of money online. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Did you hear Six Pac in the background? He's just bouncing around back there. He's just, you guys, it's so weird. He's just bouncing around. It's crazy. I can't get him to stop. It's just kind of annoying. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, kid is here, so that was great. Um, yeah. Uh, that's cool, Dave. Dave, can I ask you a question? Sure. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Big Sexy Kevin Nash, baby. Yeah? Oh, yeah. What about you, Ethan? Sting. WCW Sting, for sure. Like old school Sting, like surfer Sting, like, no, pro? like both. Like Sting throughout his entire career. Surfer Sting was the standard bearer of WCW. He had it all: athleticism, strength, Mike skills, the look. Then when he transformed into Crow Sting, um, he, he he completely re rebuilt himself. Put WWF, uh, excuse me, WCW on the map during the Monday Night Wars. Um, yeah, Sting for sure. I really wish that we would have gotten to see a better run with Sting in the WWF, um, but we didn't. But even his TNA run, by and large, had some pretty great matches as well. The feud he had with Hogan, um, that that culminated in him and Hogan coming together and forming a team. It was some pretty special moments. So Sting has always been my guy. What about you, Sean? Uh, I think my guy is always going to be forever, uh, uh, Virgil. Doink Big the Virgil clown. Big Virgil, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think it's always going to be that classic undertaker, like the dead man with oh. Paul bearer, like original dead man undertaker will, I think always be my favorite. That was when wrestling was the most magical to me was like this, like crazy dude who could like walk on the top rope and like had like a controlled by like some weird urn and this little like fat ball you know this like fat man and like weird suit and like that that to me will always be the most magical part of wrestling and so i think that's my favorite but that specific era of undertaker i take her now and like the american badass taker kind of lost me a little bit but you don't like you don't like uh 
You don't like Blue Lives Matter, Undertaker? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, my second favorite wrestler, though, is Nails. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nails. Nails is yeah. number two there. Number two is Nails because I always rooted for him because fuck the police, you know? <laughs> so All Big Cross right. can eat a dick and, and I'll always root for Nails, man. Well, Sean's the wild card of this podcast because we have Sting, uh, well, <laughs> Kevin Nash, two, two, two Hall of Famers. And then, uh, and you know, Undertaker's a one. fucking Hall of Famer. Undertaker no? as well. I mean, he will be, you know, legends. And then Nails. And then Nails just comes in. Yeah, and then Nails is my second favorite. I love Nails. He's right. great. I like Nails. Also, uh, Sid Vicious. Oh, Psycho Sid. Oh, man. Sid Vicious. Yeah, Psycho Sid. Yep. Yep. I, I, loved, I loved that gimmick. And I love the idea of an unstoppable monster. Uh, uh, and I probably because, probably because, uh, when I first got into wrestling, it was like of the era of like Hogan and like all these things, right? And like that was like the um, that was like the uh, what was that dude? Zeus. That was like ah, the Zeus, Zeus era, Hell and yeah. it was like Hogan was like the Devo. perfect hero, and then Zeus was like this unstoppable monster who like couldn't be reasoned with and couldn't be like it wasn't physically like damaged by like any of the moves until it was time for him to be damaged. You know, he was unreasonable. Yeah. Well, that was cool. That was like uh, that was like some, that was like uh, remembering wrestling with friends. Well, I remember Ethan had a Psycho Sid T-shirt that he wore to school, and I wasn't that familiar with Psycho Sid at the time. And it was just a shirt with this crazy roided man that said, "I rule the world." And I was like, "I have a question. Who is this person? <laughs> what? Who elected him? What's going on?" And that's actually part of like I feel like what. Uh, sparked some of our wrestling conversations. So uh, there you go. Psycho Sid bringing the world together. Yeah. Did not scare away any girls. Next week, we'll have Psycho Sid on as our guest. So Uh tune in. Episode five, Wrestling with Friends and Special Friend, Psycho Sid. (laughs) I can't wait to hear whatever our Psycho Sid impression is. Woo! Thanks for joining us, guys. We had a whole time. Oh, I hear the music. Song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, don't you guys? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, aren't oh, you guys like, <laughs> don't you put on your social the music, media? Stop the music! Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is yeah. where you guys do your shameless plug. All right, my video's up. That's but, right. That's true. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. good point. Come on, Sean. Ethan, uh, we're back on the edit. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're keeping all this in. This is. This, we're keeping. We're not. I'm not cutting anything out. I'm I, just. I, Posting it as is. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing's getting cut out. Uh, Ethan, plug the show. Where where can we find Wrestling with Friends online if, if people want to find us and follow if us? If you want to wrestle with friends, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter by searching Wrestling with Friends. And maybe one day, if I actually do what I said I would do, we will be on the YouTubes. Yes, uh, and and on, Twitter, on Twitter, we are WWF Podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, you get it. And yeah. on Instagram, we are at wrestling with friends. I'm Dave Kush at Dave Kush on Twitter and Dave dot Kush on the Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm Shawty Pasquale. You don't need to follow me. Don't worry about it. There's nothing that I got to do or say that you'll be interested in, but you should definitely follow wrestling with friends. Why Dave sing the song? Because we're wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling with friends. Who we're wrestling with. Who we're wrestling with.